Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, November 7th edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest. Tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, head coach Ryan Day's third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will host the 1-1 Rutgers Scarlet Knights, coached by former OSU defensive coordinator Greg Schiano. The game will be broadcast on the Big Ten Network, where Brandon Godden will be on the call with former Buckeye great little animal James Laurinaitis, providing color commentary with Rick Pizzo on the sideline reporting. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM, where the voice of the Buckeyes' Paul Keels will be on the call along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary. Matt Andrews will be on the sideline there. As of recording time, the temperature in Columbus at kickoff is projected to be in the low 60s to upper 50s, with minimal winds and nearly no chance of precipitation. Not bad for November. The line for tonight's game started with Ohio State as 37-point favorites. However, it has inched up a bit, up to 38.5 to 39 points, depending on the book that you're looking at. The over-under is at 64.5 points across the board. Ohio State has been right around the number for its first two games of the season, but according to Odds Shark, has covered in both matchups this year, while Rutgers is 1-1. One the Buckeyes are 0-1-1 in terms of the over-under, while Rutgers has been over against both Michigan State and Indiana. We will have much more on Rutgers' season and numbers shortly, but before we get into that, on Friday, Ohio State released today's availability report, and the newest names on the list include sophomore cornerback Cameron Brown, who unfortunately suffered a torn Achilles against Penn State last week, senior kicker Blake Hobiel, who exited early in the game against the Nittany Lions with a groin injury, and senior tight end Jake Hausman, for whom we don't really know what the issue is. In terms of kicking, we aren't exactly sure who is going to fill in now that Hobiel is officially unavailable. Dominic DiMaggio filled in last week at Penn State, but since then, true freshman Jake Seibert has had his black stripe removed, and he was the number two place kicker in the country in the 2020 recruiting class. So we will see what happens with the kickoffs, extra points, and field goals against Rutgers tonight. There were no game time decisions listed on the report, and the remaining players deemed unavailable are true freshman cornerback legend Cavazos, true freshman defensive lineman Jacoby Cowan, sophomore running back Marcus Crowley, graduate offensive lineman Gavin Cup, true freshman tight end Patrick Gerd, senior wide receiver Jalen Harris, junior long snapper Rowan McCullough, junior cornerback Lloyd McFarquhar, redshirt freshman defensive tackle Jaden McKenzie, and true freshman safety Court Williams, who is out for the season with an ACL tear. Despite being unavailable last week because of a false positive COVID test, six-year senior linebacker Justin Hilliard is apparently eligible to play today. All right, let's refocus on the Scarlet Knights here for a few minutes. They come into tonight's game 1-1 one and, one and are currently tied for second in the Big Ten East ahead of the 0-2 Penn State Nittany Lions. In week one, they used seven Sparty turnovers to propel them to a 38-27 victory over Michigan State. In week two, they battled the Indiana Hoosiers, but ended up falling 37-21. However, with just about two minutes left in the game on a 4th and 32, Rutgers completed what is objectively, without question, I will hear no arguments, the greatest play in the history of college football. Now, don't come at me with the fact that those obnoxious Big Ten referees ruled that after review, one of Rutgers' umpteen 
14 laterals went forward by less than a yard. I'm still hanging on to the belief that that score was so cool that it should have overruled at least one five-yard penalty. I talk about that play here in this podcast feed with Matt Brown on Tuesday and Tia Johnston on Thursday. So if you want to hear me go on and on about the play with two other people, check out those episodes. Anyway, Rutgers comes into the game with the eighth ranked scoring offense in the conference at 29.5 points per game, and they are ninth in scoring defense, allowing 32 points per game. For comparison, the Buckeyes are tied for first in scoring average at 45 points per contest, and are third in defense, allowing 21 per. Rutgers quarterback Noah Vedral comes into the game completing 61.9% of his passes for a total of 299 yards, three touchdowns, and four interceptions. Isaiah Pacheco is their leading rusher, but he ain't got much to talk about at 85 yards on 28 carries in two games. That comes out to a three yard per carry average. He is also averaging 7.7 yards per reception on nine catches. Last week against IU sophomore back Kron Adams rushed for 63 yards and a touchdown on five carries, but he did not play in the season opener against Michigan State. The Knights' leading receiver is senior Bo Melton, who has eight catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns so far in this early season. On defense, Rutgers is led by two senior linebackers, Olakunle Fadukasi, who is the Big Ten's co-defensive player of the week following the season opener, and senior Tyshawn Fogg. Fogg has 20 tackles on the year, while Fadukasi has 19 to go along with a pair of fumble recoveries. In the defensive backfield, former Buckeye Brandon White is leading the way at safety. He has 15 tackles and an interception through two games, and I'm still a little confused and bitter at the fact that Ohio State couldn't figure out how to use this very talented player. What shouldn't be surprising for a Greg Shannon coach team, the Knights have some pretty talented players on defense, and he puts them in position to make plays. But going up against an offense like Ohio State's, they might be a bit outmanned. On the other side of the ball, I can almost guarantee you, that Rutgers offense will have some issues tonight with the Buckeye defense. Okay, after a quick break, we will wrap up today's show with all of the series history, analytics, and predictions for today's game. All right, welcome back. Ohio State and Rutgers have played six times in series history, once per year since the Scarlet Knights joined the Big Ten in 2014. Unsurprisingly, the Buckeyes are 6-0 with an average game score of 54.5-8. to In 2019, Rutgers had their highest point total against the Buckeyes in history at 21, but OSU has failed to score at least 52 points only once in series history. That was in 2015 when they won 49-7. Will there be more of that tonight? We'll have to wait and see, but I will have a prediction here in a few minutes. Moving on to the advanced analytics, as they have been since early last season, the Buckeyes remain number one in the SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly. They are also the only team to have both their offense and defense in the top five of the rankings, coming in second in offense and fourth in defense. Rutgers comes in at 87th overall with the 115th ranked offense and 51st ranked defense. Connolly projects OSU to win by a score of 46 to 8. That would be under if you are using SP Plus for betting purposes. And the analytics do have the Buckeyes at a 99% win probability. In a separate article, Connolly wrote this week that Ohio State's biggest hurdle between them and the college football playoff is boredom. Saying, quote, upsets and injuries happen, and you can never say a team is guaranteed to win a series of games. 
But barring a plot twist, a 2020 specialty, the biggest opponent Ohio State will face between now and the Big Ten title game is complacency. If the Buckeyes bring their A game, they will not be touched. I couldn't agree more, my robot mathematics overlord. Anyway, ESPN's Football Power Index also has Ohio State in first place in the country and gives them a 61.4% chance to win out, by far the best chances in the country. They also have a 36.1% chance to win the national title, which is also the best nationally. Football Outsiders F-Plus Analytics Rankings also has OSU as the top team in the country, with the second-ranked offense and the fifth-ranked defense. F-Plus ranks Rutgers as 90th nationally. And finally, the most fun predictions model, the NCAA Game Simulator spits out an average score of 40.4 points for the Buckeyes to 7.2 for Rutgers, thanks to 1,214 simulations as of recording time. Of those, just 4% of those games were decided by less than 5 points, and only 0.4% of them went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 98.6% of the games, and winning by more than 20 points in 82% of them. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the rest of the non-Buckeye v. Rutger games of the day. In the noon window, the number 13 Indiana Hoosiers will look to remain undefeated when they host the number 23 Michigan Wolverines on FS1. At 3.30, we have a trio of games to keep an eye on. First on CBS, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party will take place in Jacksonville as the number 5 Georgia Bulldogs take on the number 8 Florida Gators. Also at 3.30, Ohio State's next opponent, Maryland, will play Ohio State's last opponent, Penn State. That game will air on BTN. Over on ABC at 3.30, my college football playoff pick, number 6 Cincinnati, will host the Houston Cougars. And airing opposite the Buckeyes and Rutgers will be number 1 Clemson, traveling to number 4 Notre Dame. That contest will be broadcast on NBC, and for the second week in a row, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence will not be available for the Tigers following a positive coronavirus test. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. I don't think that anyone will be shocked that I'm going to pick Ohio State to win and that I'm going to pick them to win pretty big. The only thing preventing me from going with a ludicrously big score is the fact that I think Ryan Day respects Greg Schiano, especially since Schiano helped him through the time when he was interim coach while Urban Meyer was suspended, and I don't think Day is going to want to pile on his former colleague too much. However, the Buckeyes do have just way too much talent, even for a fairly competent Rutgers defense. I think that Justin Fields will go for 270 yards passing and three touchdowns through the air with another score on the ground. I think that we will see Trey Sermon have a bit more of a role in the running game this week as the coaching staff tries to get him more fully integrated into the offense. I think that he'll have like 75 yards rushing while Master T goes for somewhere around 110. I'm also going to call for the first Mayan Williams rushes of his collegiate career as well. On defense, I think we start to see more of Zach Harrison on the end, and I'm predicting he will have his first multi-sack game of his career. And I think you will see cornerback Sean Wade bounce back after a subpar game, at least by his standards against Penn State. Ultimately, I am going to go Ohio State 56, Rutgers 6. I wanted to go 60. I want, I want, I really want to go 60, but Shiano, respect, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> all right, that's all that we have for today. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow along and share your thoughts at Land Grant 33, your Twitter home for all of Land Grant Holy Land's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can also follow me at BWW Matt. 
And if you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land's one-of-a-kind podcast network, where we not only bring you unique news, interviews, and analysis, but we've also got perspectives on sports and the Buckeyes, unlike any other OSU podcast around, for better or for worse. So, with all of that out of the way, there's only one thing left to say. Go Bucks.